What's up, everybody? My name's Justin. Welcome to episode 162 of the TZR Podcast. I'm here with Alex Shock. Yes. And Justin Chow. I'm back. Yeah, it was a, a weird opening cadence for me. I kind of had to fix it's it new. halfway through. Felt good. But there yeah, was a yeah, tornado fresh. last night. There was a tornado last night. Dude, and we are not out it's in horrifying. the Midwest. We're not in the Midwest here, yeah. boys. Yeah, this is... This is yeah. It's, horrifying. It's, it's horrifying when you start hearing other people's phones get that like screeching, beeping noise that's like, Dude. warning, weather warning. And then you're like, oh shit, it's not going to happen to me. And then your phone yeah, starts going off. Yo. And it's like, oh, I've been I'm inflicted with this. It's so funny. What, I, like right before I got here, I was getting dinner with my mom at a Panera. And we're like sitting down and there's like a flash flood warning right next. There's like a fucking monsoon outside. Um, and while we were in there, all you heard is boop, boop, boop. Like, and yeah. everybody <laughs> was like, oh shit. I was like, oh man, Yo, zombies. I, <laughs> it feels like it a little bit. Like tag, you're it. I yeah. love thunderstorms. And like my apartment has these nice windows where and i open them up to just watch the lightning yeah yeah but then i got the alert that said tornado warning um, like imminent take cover now oh my god like get to a basement or the center of your house or whatever and then i heard hail start coming down and hitting pelting my (laughs) my windows and i'm looking outside and you know you can see the wind pattern and the rain on the on the road and it was like swirling all around i was like oh fuck you're like yeah. i need to stand in a doorway i or put in a bathtub. I, literally, I put shoes on i'm like i'm ready to go yeah it was freaky yeah it dude. was freaky oh man that's crazy thankfully and, it's not as crazy like if you actually that. saw a tornado you just leave your your apartment and just run well i can't take it with me well i mean like you're <laughs> realistically your apartment's not gonna be like pulled up you just pulled go, up right? it's gonna tear right through it, it. no suck you out it'll the fall windows, on me dude. no that's only barns i did i tried to how tar- much experience do you have with tornadoes justin <laughs> i mean <laughs> i've watched a movie i've seen twister once. i have it just goes for the cows right you know one did <laughs> touch, one did touch down in did it really? Jersey, yeah no way uh, on a uh i think it was a high school it's funny man what the I hell feel is like, happening i know i feel like new jersey is like we only ever flirt with like natural Serious weather, natural yeah. disasters. Our blizzards like, are like six inches. Like we had an earthquake one time that barely happened. I felt that, <laughs> and, now, and, and now we've had just like a, a flirt with uh, with tornadoes. We always get we always get hurricanes, and then it's like mm. oh, category fifty, and it gets here. It's like oh, it's like a half tropical storm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like coming up the coast, and we're like oh, here it comes, and then when it gets here, it's just like. <sighs> Although like, we do okay. okay, we had we had sand. We did get we did have sand. We, did, yeah, Sandy, we get hit by a couple. Sandy was but, pretty nuts. Yeah, We've had our fair share of blizzards. Yeah, yeah. You know? I guess. See, I think the I think the thing is, is that I've personally never felt a natural disaster before, like a hurricane. Like I've never really experienced other than like the power going out. But then when I leave the house and I see devastation across my town, I'm like, oh. I came over here after Sandy. Yeah, I remember. That was nuts. That was crazy. Yeah. That was absolutely nuts. Trees down everywhere. We were walking places. Cell phone towers were down. Is it yeah. weird that I want to feel an earthquake? No, dude. I, I had that feeling for a long time. Like, when Frank moved to uh, to California, yeah. I was like, yo, like, what's it like? Because <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? so, it's like, I don't know. There's There's some kind of, like, weird romance about just, like, not being in control uh, at Volcanoes all. Volcanoes coming know? out so of the ground. You didn't feel that one for me? Was it eight years ago? No, seven I, years I ago? was driving. I felt it. So I don't but, think I mean, it was like... I didn't really. All I heard was I felt a little vertigo, very slight, and I heard all of our windows start to make creaky noises. Because you were on, like, you yeah, were in the city, I was in, right? Yeah, I was in New York at the time, and I remember seeing all of the uh, the conference halls, conference, like, room window panes start to make, like, weird, like, like weird crackling noises oh, yeah, but not yeah. like splintering they would they didn't break yeah 
Just you flexing can, a little. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which could have actually been the steel beams in the building. Probably. Yeah. yeah, that's probably what it was. But with that said, I just remember seeing my boss leave her office immediately go, everybody, we, we gotta go. We gotta go. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I don't understand. Craziness, I, man. I was in a wheelie chair on the first, I was the first floor, and I thought, it, it Wheel, felt like chair. someone had just sort of like grabbed the wheels a little bit and just jiggled them. Yeah. And I was like, what? I, I actually looked under my chair because I thought like yeah, something was with you. I thought something was wrong or like it was gotcha, weird. Gotcha, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but everyone else was like, everyone else felt that too. So. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Earthquake, man. I'm a, I'm a badass survivor. Yeah, I want to try it. Tornadoes, earthquakes, monsoons. Thankfully, it's not too bad right now, and I hope it clears up before we have to. Drive I mean, home. it rained yeah. pretty heavily like two seconds ago. It was yeah. crazy, out dude. There. I was I was like mid driving. It was like the kind of I was on the highway again, taking my mom to the airport or whatever, and uh, it was the kind of driving where like everybody on the road had their hazards on because they were yeah. driving like twenty under. Yeah, and like your windshields, crazy. your windshield wipers can't go fast enough to wipe away the water. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was that crazy. Was, that was certainly a thing, so gentlemen. We have a lot of fun topics <laughs> yep. to discuss on this week's podcast. Let's not talk about any of them. Now, nah, yeah, let's just bypass all of these fun topics, like the Playdate Portable uh, gaming disorder now being recognized by have you seen this, Alex? the no, I, don't, I don't know what this is. World Health Organization. Oh wait, I do know this. We've had uh, we've had a new Death Stranding trailer that I want to talk about. Uh, there's some pretty interesting reporting going on about the esports scene, so I yeah. feel like we could briefly touch on that, and then obviously we can. Uh, jump into what we've been playing and uh potentially maybe maybe just you know flirt with some e3 predictions i don't know uh some of our loyal listeners might be like hey where's that girl who's always on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) liz is not here today unfortunately alex is right here (laughs) uh liz is sorely missed uh hopefully we will see her next week hi liz uh, you might be listening she probably is or jason if you're not i know you're listening you're cool Um, guys let's talk about jason (laughs) <laughs> Jason, now Liz, now just <laughs> weird. If Liz Jason has proven himself because we won a couple of rounds of Apex. So he's, a, true. He's, we did a good, win, he's a good man in my we book. We did win some rounds in Apex. I had the, one of my first ones, actually. I remember it fondly. Yeah. I think I remember because you were very upset having not won for such a long the, stretch of time. Actually, the first one I won was with randos. I was like, oh. you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm just gonna, count. These guys aren't around. I'm just going to jump on and play. And of course. And I, and I, yeah, I get it. Um,. <laughs> I mean, it was a good match too. Yeah. But uh... all right, well, let's let's just jump head first into this, and let's start with this goofy ass looking handheld, the Playdate Portable. So uh, obviously, captured a bunch of uh, headlines and the imaginations of many gamers out there. I'm actually pretty surprised by how well it was received. Uh, just the the quick once over of this thing. It's a really funny looking square tiny it's game little boy. handle it's, it's tiny. About, do you have a picture of it yeah it's smaller than than your hand right it's got a d-pad it's, it's like got two buttons credit card it's yellow um it looks like my old uh playstation wow game boy color yeah yeah if you squashed it oh yeah. for sure game boy pocket then um and so oddly enough it also has a crank on the side which uh is certainly unique uh so this thing was made by panic who are apparently known for making some Mac software, but more recently are known for publishing games such as Firewatch and uh, an upcoming title called Untitled Goose Game, which we've seen a couple of times at numerous Oh, we PAXs. have. And Firewatch mm-hmm. was a good game. Yeah, Firewatch was fun. I, I enjoyed that. There was is it actually called Untitled Goose Game, or do they have a real title? That is the name of the game. So okay. a software company is starting to make hardware. 
Yeah, so so, so the, they're developing this who device. Who do they think they are? And uh, and what's interesting about it? So the whole methodology here is like you know people might be thinking like man how do you how do you get a new portable in on that Nintendo money right? So their whole thing is that this is a pretty low tech piece of software. It's just a black and white screen. Uh, we don't know if it has uh, any sort of like backlight or anything to it. Um, and the way that they're rolling out games for it, so it's not like an open source like retro pie type deal. Yeah. It actually uh, is going to, I, I guess, offer seasons of games. So the first season, undisclosed amount of time for how long that'll be out, is uh, 12 games. And these are going to be like micro-sized games, just something to like goof around with. And it's got uh, some pretty interesting developers, like the guy who made Katamari Damacy, he's making a game for it. Um, the developers behind a game called Quap, which I'm unfamiliar with. Oh, I know Quap. Yeah, Q- so yeah, Q- that's the running QWOP. Yeah, it's the QWERTY? it's the like. It's not QWERTY. That's no, Quap. Quap is the Q- name of the U- game. Yeah. Wait, am I thinking of something different? Then? No, no. I think you know what you're talking about. Isn't that called Quap? I don't isn't know. Isn't that the racing guy? I believe you control right. all of his limbs. Yes. No, I thought that's yes. I believe oh, that's okay. Right. I thought so, it was QWERTY, like Q W E R T Y, because that's that's, that's, what a, that's the, the type of keyboard. Yeah, what I, are you talking about? But no, but I thought that's, that's what it was called because too? those are the buttons that you press. To I think control it's called Quap. Yeah. It's been a while since that was like a, a fad. Yeah. That one hundred. So Alex is right. It is. Okay. It is called Quap. It's a, a tracking game. But yeah. So anyway. So can't wait to hear the sequel from that guy. Yeah. yeah right. So this game. You, or, have, so, you have like a D pad and like two buttons or four buttons. D button two or D pad two buttons and this crank. So what does the crank do? So the crank is supposed to be used in in some kind of way with each of the games. It's essentially just an option for developers to use things for it. Oh, a gimmick. Yeah. There's <laughs> oh, exactly. what you're saying is exactly. a gimmick. That's I think, the word you're looking for. Right. Yeah. So it, it's definitely some some kind of novelty. Uh, some other developer. Oh yeah. So Quap was made by Bennett Foddy, that guy who made the the bucket game with the thing. You know what? what? About? Oh yeah, the the guy sitting in the cauldron yeah. with the hammer. Oh yeah, that Don- didn't Donkey play that once? Yeah, exactly. all of every all the YouTubers yeah, did. Yeah, it. yeah. So there's a mess of people that are making this thing. This thing says Get that it's coming it. out in 2020. Called. Yes, that is that's exactly right. Uh, and it's going to cost 150 bucks. So what, what's 150 your... bucks? And there's no backlight. Hundred. Well, we don't know if there's a backlight yet. Why would you ever price your product at 150 dollars? I, I know, do, seriously. It's lunacy. So. So what, what's your guys' read on this? Because when I first saw this, I'm like, okay, that's a quirky thing. But I, it seemed like the excitement around it was, like, the disproportional to what it actually oh. is, you know? It, so, go ahead. I was just going to say it sort of strikes me as, like, an, an ouya. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of hype, kind of smaller scale, uh, trying to get – it has those micro games. Yeah. And it's – well, that was more of, like, a platform – that was more open source, right? Uh, so the Ouya was just a, essentially an Android interface. I don't yeah. think there was a lot of hype behind the Ouya. I think there was a, well, it was a, a Kickstarter. Some hefty skepticism. Yeah, like I, I think. That, oh yeah, so there was it's still the there most was a kickstarted Kickstarter for it. Yeah, that's true. I think it's still the most kickstarted gaming device, or like the most amount of money, or something like that. Yeah, it's got some title, but uh, but yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily put this in the same category, especially because like the pedigree of the developers that are making stuff for it and apparently it's all like proprietary software because it has a fucking crank i don't know how you could port that to something else but um i don't know some of the, i mean you listed off two guys and one of those is a katamari which is legit yeah not to go against the co guy so i don't, I don't think know. all the games that they're going to be putting on it going to be free 
Uh, so that's the that's the understanding that I have of it so far. So it says uh, some of the features going to include Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, USB-C, and a headphone jack. The handheld is built on a custom OS built by Panic. So wouldn't you pay for the season? Like, isn't that kind of... Rechargeable battery. Okay, the hardware isn't the only thing that's unique. Instead of buying cartridges or game downloads, the game will come bundled with what Panic is calling a season of games. That means 12 titles each designed specifically for the play date uh, that will release over time. So I'd imagine that they would probably release more. I don't know if that means that there's some sort of subscription to it. Um, Mm. But I'd imagine that some people that are going to buy this don't really care. I'd assume that this is kind of like an indie darling sort of thing where they're like, oh, look look at how liberating this is for indie game developers to to have something new to build on. You know Mm. what I mean? I don't know but if it's I just black and white too. To that. Yeah, it's a low tech play. This is like a Nintendo kind of play. Nintendo always goes a little bit more low tech. This is, this is going super low. This tech. feels like uh, this is like the um, um, the typewriter for indie gamers. Yes, like the hipster. You know, like go to Starbucks and oh yeah. use a typewriter. Oh yeah. Have you ever uh, have you ever heard of this thing called the Cybico? No. So the Cybico, I bought mine from a game. EB Games at the time, um, but essentially the Cybico was the uh, was the kids version of like a Palm Pilot. When Palm Pilots came out, it was literally around that era, and uh, it was also promising new software to download off of your computer onto the Cybico every what was it every like month they'd have a new app or a that new sounds game exactly like this thing. yeah exactly and it was black and white. And the games would all be variations of kind of the same thing. Sometimes it was like, oh, we have a dictionary that you can have now on this app. Or like a Spanish dictionary or a translator or something like that. Like it always, it was coming out with different things. Did you but, like this thing? Did it have I did like value? it in the beginning for, for the first few months until I realized that all the apps were trash. And like, so now I'm thinking like, well, imagine if this thing was like open source. Then you could see some like fun development happen like with people who just download some software to develop a game and then now you can download that off of some type of like you know uh workshop like steam workshop type of thing yeah so what's funny in my research about this uh about this device i learned about another thing called the ardu boy have you ever heard of the ardu boy no i have never heard of this so this this is an ardu boy i'm showing the class it's a uh it's a device that is literally a credit card it is the size of a credit card right um and it's essentially like it's a it's a game boy with a really really tiny screen is it as thin as a credit card yeah so it's able to fit in a credit card slot right and this thing is is open source and you can essentially program whatever games you want to Mm. it and and place it on there obviously it has limitations as far as like what kind of processors and shit are on it but it's like a it's like a tiny little thing. Here you go. Here's a here's a little rotating picture. And what's interesting to me is like I didn't hear about this thing until oh. I started doing research on this. Yeah. And like how how well did that sell? When was that? I don't know. See, like look, little games and whatever. I like, mean, that's kind of cool to just pull out of your wallet for like a cool like party trick. But like, sure, <laughs> sure. But it's like it. just like the play date. I I still have this like hefty dose of skepticism where i'm like are people really gonna want to play this thing you know what i mean like i can't imagine having a significant gaming experience on this especially for like 150 bucks and it's another thing to carry around and it has a crank on it like, like it's it just seems like a weird play to me i don't know like why use ds or yeah right like you could you could totally buy like a used 3ds and like a triple a level yeah. game for 100 but i bucks. think i think the allure what the allure could be i don't know if it is it's not really alluring me 
but it could be that there's like a whole brand new like you know inventory of or potential inventory of new games that could come out for something like this if it takes off i guess and like when i say that if it's like a seasonal pass thing where they're incorporating a bunch of these games then you're like tasting a whole myriad of different stuff the only problem is like if it's all like i don't know if it's all like mr game and watch counting games like the games that yeah. they were showing on it before look like weird 2d side-scrolling platformers that you use the crank to move the character yeah i mean that 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 is very much my impression of what this thing is in total, right? Yeah. Um, There's 100% a fishing game on there, right? Uh, oh, I definitely. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there has to be. That's definitely why the crank is on the right side. It's just, it's just, it's just a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird for to, people to like get behind. Well, to be as excited as they were about it, I mean, Twitter lit up after this thing yeah. was announced, and I'm just like, man, what a what a strange. Like, what a strange thing. Yeah, sorry, I got no love for that. Yeah, I'm I'm going to pass on this and uh, I guess we'll see how everything pans out. Uh but moving on, Justin. Huh? It's time to talk about to talk about this problem that we've had with you for a long time. Uh-oh. And now we can call it something. We can call it gaming disorder. Justin. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree to that already. So <laughs> it's like, what's that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what am I? I was like, is this an intervention? Gonna, is this Are we actually on the podcast deep? right now, or is this just a setup? <laughs> Are you ambushing me? These actually aren't on. <laughs> so, so what's funny is, as, <laughs> so as, what did I do? So as camera, I started doing camera. research on this, I was like, man, like, it seems like this. This is something that, like, the, the times that you describe losing sleep over playing Smash, I'm like. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I'm reading this, and that's the first thing that I can line it up. So, okay, so to get everybody up to speed. Uh, so the World Health Organization, in their uh, most recent revision to a, uh, a uh, what you call it, a classification, ICD-11, uh, is now calling gaming disorder its own thing. So gaming disorder is characterized as... Quote, a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior, digital gaming or video gaming, which may be online or offline, manifested by one or more of these three things. Impaired control over gaming, uh, onset, frequency, intensity, duration, termination, or context. Increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that games take precedence over other life interests uh, and daily activities. Sleep. And continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. The behavior pattern is so uh, is of sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, or occupational, or other important areas of functioning. I want you all to know that I go to the bathroom when I'm in these like smash benders. Do by you, the way, do you get up? I do get. I do get up. <laughs> exactly. I'm not like impairing my. I don't know, my normal whatever. I just sleep that I lose. It's not a problem. I can stop whatever I want. <laughs> but, it, but it is interesting that this is like a thing, you know? I, I suppose that this is kind of the category that many other addictions kind of like fall yeah, under. Right. It's just when I mean, you lose control. It, yeah, it's like right. it's basically like when you're allowing it to affect other aspects of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Like if you just if you weren't eating because you were playing right. so much Smash, or if yeah. like or if you falling asleep at the keyboard, or if I was like Justin, come outside and play with me, and you were like, no, I'm too busy and playing Smash. You've always, I mean, you've that's or, happened. I've, <laughs> I've heard stories of this for 
or not this specifically, but you know, everyone hears those stories about that that one kid in like uh, Korea who stayed up for twenty four hours or forty eight oh, yeah. hours, or and like died, died in, a, yeah. in a gaming cafe right. or whatever. I think yeah. that actually happened for sure. And and you know, I've, I remember the first story that gave me serious trauma for a while, and I think this was when we were in high school, so we're talking many years ago. Was a kid who like died playing halo because he got like deep vein thrombosis because he was sitting too long or Jesus, something yeah craziness deep man vein well, thrombosis. it's essentially getting a blood clot in your leg because you are like restricting blood flow. Oh. i mean gaming time. they're designed to have like that positive feedback loop yeah i oh, think yeah. now more than ever you know and what i mean like it it works it's fine that's why we all love them like it's not a, it's not necessarily right it's not a bad thing I but, think it can be a bad thing, man. But, My legs have but, fallen asleep enough times on the toilet playing <laughs> app games. It's happened. <laughs> but it's just like anything. Too much of – not too much of a good thing, but it's – you know, too much of anything is like yeah. – can really yeah. get to you. And especially with this kind of thing that's designed to, to like – To stimulate. To stimulate. Yeah. yeah. A certain kind of person can definitely fall did it, victim to that. Did it say what – like what, what sparked their interests to make this like an actual thing? Like a, a, like a now categorized, you know, like written down, journaled diagnosis of addiction. Like was uh, it was it because a certain amount of threshold? Did, like it was there a threshold that was passed of people who died from whatever? Is it people having like actual problems and like needing interventions? Well, gaming addiction has been kind of a big thing lately, um, just in the industry hmm. with uh, loot boxes and. Um, oh yeah. So, so this is what it says. It says, according to uh, GameIndustry.biz, uh, WHO, that is the World Health Organization, explained that the, divis- uh, the decision to include gaming disorder was made by experts from different disciplines and regions and was based on reviews of available evidence. So there you go. I guess they, they the looked available at people. evidence. Yeah, they like looked at at many different uh, areas, you know, pe- like areas that gaming affects, and was able to determine that this was uh, the thing. The question is, would you still have basement dwellers if video games weren't around? I mean, probably. Like they, you know, they said that there was these addictive qualities to many types of games beforehand. D and D, you know, is a good yeah. example to draw from. I don't know. Like the thing that's interesting about D and D is a lot of work, though. the thing that's interesting about uh specifically calling it gaming disorder is like i feel like there's there's definitely other types of addictions that people have that aren't necessarily like classified you know what i mean yeah like like my my mind goes to and you know this is just because i'm not part of this world right but like the people that like are religiously like watching sports and they just sit down and they're just watching football and they don't move and they're they're zoned in and they're locked on this thing for like hours and hours and all this kind of stuff and it's like i i i don't understand that but i think some people could clarify that as addiction like you know the the grumpy dad who like won't pay attention to his kids because basketball's on or whatever like i I totally get that that, that's a thing that happens but like they don't call that sports addiction you know i mean social media i think would be even worse than uh, gaming addiction Dude, I, like, so speaking of social media, and honestly, gaming kind of falls into this too. I'm surprised that I think about it with social media more so. Is like most of this stuff is still so new. You know what I mean? Like the way that you were describing gaming, like most of these newer games, like especially app games and stuff, are designed to thrive on attention. You know what I mean? They they create certain mechanisms that provide a constant mm-hmm. positive feedback loop right. and desire to continue to play. And what's funny is like these things are so new that we really have no idea what like the prolonged psychological effects of any of this shit is, you know, yeah, sure. in- including social media. Like it's still so young. So it's like, man, like they're probably like 
I mean, I don't know, and, you know, this is coming from somebody who loves video games, and, like, I dabble in Twitter and all this stuff, but it's like, you know, there's probably a negative effect to this sort of, like, constant overstimulation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're gonna desensitize, you're gonna, like, have more kids getting, like, ADD and stuff, because, like, that that's the medium that they partake in, you know what I mean? It's just constant dopamine, like, yeah. over and over and over again, you know what I mean? It's weird. Dopamine it's... and endorphins. Yeah, but... I don't that sorry, no, um, that was the argument that was used for uh, uh, that gaming causes violence in children. GTA, um, way G- back when GTA being the poster child. Yeah, um, but look at them now. There, I mean, there have been extensive studies in that, and they're like, it's one of those things that seems like. It's like a common sense thing to say, like, yeah, kid sees, kid does all the time in virtual reality. It, needless to say, they're desensitized to it, and you know they would do it more in real life. But sure. the evidence actually does not show that, which is which is actually really interesting. I've seen make. a lot of dead bodies rendered on my TV, but if I saw a dead body in real life, I'd probably throw it up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there, there it is. <laughs> Case closed, uh, man. So yeah, but it is an, it's a very interesting topic. Yeah, I mean, like clearly, clearly, hmm. we're starting to you know begin to put some labels on stuff. There's starting to be a little bit of consensus around how this stuff affects people. And is you know, regulation good? Like I mean, I, like, I don't know if we're talking about regulating it yet. I think this is more of just a way to identify it. And realistically having something like this tagged is more of a way to, to help aid in treatment. Right. Cause it's like, if you see somebody for some kind of like mental illness where they have like, you know, agoraphobia or whatever, and it's drawn on because like they're just constantly engaged in games and now they're like afraid of the outside world or whatever. This at least allows people to like put a crosshair on it and then start to find like a course to, to fix it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that, that I think is good, but uh, yeah, just, just pretty fascinating stuff. Shakes, shakeups in, in our industry. Yeah. yeah things you know, are It's changing. a big deal. Definitely, definitely. Milestone has been met. So to uh, to totally change gears, let's do it <laughs> away from away from seriousness and into super seriousness. Uh, Death Stranding got a new trailer it today. Did. Yeah. So we so much of the topics that we were talking about aren't involved in like more recent gaming stuff. And now that we're like at the precipice of E3, you know, I feel like a lot of these bigger announcements are going to start coming through in droves. And Death Stranding is definitely the first to kind of, like, start that wave. And, man, this trailer was a long time coming. People have been super yeah. anxious to see something you know solid I, about this game. You know what's kind of interesting about... We were sort of touching on this before, I think, just other Justin. Um, that this E3 is kind of exciting because I have no idea what to expect. Exactly. Yeah. The last couple E3s... Well, for the past, like, five or six years, it's, it's like... Spider-Man, Crackdown, God of War, like all of these games that we heard about forever and ever and ever. Hunter and- was like pretty, pretty amazing. That, yeah. They dropped that at E3 and everybody was I know. like, holy shit. But yeah. so like, that's, I, I love that. And Death Stranding is sort of, as weird as to say, like that's sort of the last of the old guard. Yeah. Sure. Like things that we've heard about for a long time. Were, yeah, like we've I been- could hit you with a couple that you'd be like, yeah. Last well, of Us wait. 2. Oh, well, sure. Huh? Ghost of um, Tsushima. That's coming out soon, yeah. isn't it? Halo Infinite, you know. Yeah. That one not as... We heard about that last year, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like Death Stranding's been around for longer More than, than that. that. Yeah. Um, okay. But, so, like, we're going to get some... We're finally going to get some clarity on those. And yeah. With this trailer, especially. But mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of excited to see what comes out of this, because there's not a lot of... A lot I'm expecting outside of the ones you just mentioned. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so if we're if we're focusing on on E3 f- yeah. first, we'll we'll get to the Death Stranding trailer in more specificity uh, 
in a minute. But yeah, I mean, E3 this year is is a curiosity for sure. I honestly think that the one to watch is Microsoft, mostly because they're honestly, like yeah. one of the only people there. Yeah. But like <laughs> they have a lot to prove again. Well, well, they have a lot of cards, you know what I mean? Like if if we're talking about like, you know, like potential cool announcements. I mean, we think about all the acquisitions they had last year. It, there's no way that they acquired all of these big time studios and they've been and doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's like, we're going to start seeing something come of all of those, all of those earlier decisions. And Crackdown I mean, four world yeah. premiere, <laughs> you know, and most people, exclusive. Are, most people are talking about like PlayStation five news or whatever, but we know that Xbox has been working on something for a while too, Scarlet or whatever they're calling it. So like, there's a good chance we'll probably hear about that. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Like th- there's a lot that I'm, it's it's weird. Like this will, this is one of the first E threes that we've missed in many years, mm. as far as like physically being there. And I'm not too upset about that because yeah. usually, honestly, like being the most the... exciting part is really like the few days before when all the conferences are going. Oh, on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean it's it's cool because like once you get onto the show floor, you can like try the things that people are talking yeah. about. And apparently, yeah, if you uh... go to the shows themselves, I mean those are if you go to the conferences, they are pretty amazing. But like otherwise, like meh. I mean, they're saying that there's going to be a playable demo of Final Fantasy VII there, and I, I, I would definitely like to try that. Some people are also uh, saying that the live demo that's there is also going to be released on PSN same day. So oh, wow. like, so we might be able to try to play that like almost immediately, which is That'd kind be of awesome. Available kind of like, now. I liked walking around. I liked E3 a lot. Yeah. You know, especially when gamers weren't allowed in and it was just media. Yeah. yeah. But there's no doubt that this year is going to be different. Yeah. I mean... Man, there's just like there's so much, right? Like a new Smash character is likely going to be announced. You know, Nintendo's been talking about a revision to the Switch for a while. You know, P- PS5 has been you know what? rumored I, for quite some time. As like, many hits as E3's taken with like people like with PlayStation not having a conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's potential around E3. You never, you're not really sure what's going to come out because yeah, it's still a time where people announce things. Yeah, totally agree. Are we getting into the speculation part of this podcast? Or I mean, not if, yet? We, if we want to, I mean, I want, we haven't talked about Death Stranding at all yet. So okay, so let's jump on Death Stranding first for a minute, dude. That trailer was I, personally, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great because it. While if you name one thing from that that really stuck out to you, what would it be? Drama, ladders. Man. Like the face, face rec- like the, the facial features and all of the, like the little twitches. Yeah, dude. Like the f- for me, it's like. I mean, the, the obvious thing is like we still don't know what the fuck the game is. You That's kind of I mean? my thing. Which 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 is like which I, I'm not I'm not not like thinking about that. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely it's definitely consideration leaving it. But what it showed to me is that it it carries the same tonality as like a Metal Gear Solid, which now I'm just kind of like looking at as like this is just what Kojima Kojima's does. You know like what I mean? Like that's just yeah. how he like sets a tone, right? Um, and it shares a lot with those games as far as what I could glean from the trailer. Talking about like state and country, you know, he's talking to this this presumably the president about America right and the roles of like warring nations and stuff and then like humanity and like our roles and all of this and stuff and that those were all very heavy themes in all of the Metal Gear Solid games and it's cool to see that carry over into a new light um but like that paired with this like ridiculous level of production quality like I don't again I don't know what the game is and like frankly what we were seeing was kind of blandish you know running around in like some hand-to-hand combat sure cool right whatever but like, I'm more so intrigued by how how much emphasis 
it was put on the story. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like there's a, a, a pretty serious epic to weave there. And there's going to be a lot of, like, symbolism and weirdness that we're not really sure how so to determine yet. But That like, actually surprised me a little bit because when I first saw those trailers a year, two years ago or whatever, yeah, like, it struck me as a... Or my immediate thought was, this is going to be a weird sci-fi smaller story. Sure. Um, where we get revelations and like we're just closely following Norman Reedus on his trek to uncovering the mystery of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. But talking but talking about, you know, talking to the president and country and linking nations together and America, it's very weird. Yeah. So you know what's weird, you know what's interesting is like when I think about like that level of polish, I I was thinking about, and I know we talked about this before, like God of War, right? Yeah. And I thought about like the God of War storyline, and it was like, I would say it's relatively pretty simple. I mean, there's some layers there, but really, it's they're going to like, you know, relinquish these like ashes. Yeah, of there's, the, the there's wife, not so right? much symbolism. Exactly. It's, there's the thing, kill the thing, or do yeah. the thing. You well, know? That, was a, that was a character game. Well, yeah, that's true. It was very based on these two characters, right? But like when I look at Death Stranding, it's really funny because like I could see. That and I see, I feel, I feel like I get a lot of this from like I don't know, maybe the Japanese developers. I don't know what it is, but like that does feel like there's a lot more to think about. Like it seems like the story is going to be just as convoluted as you think it's going yeah, to be. You know what I mean? It's like it's way more like symbolism and nuance. You know what I mean? Like it's like it, Final it, Fantasy 15 confusing. It's just like it's Kingdom not Hearts. so on Kingdom the news. Hearts, exactly. Yeah, uh, like, right. <laughs> it, Square the heartless and the fucking. Yeah, it, it it just seems like Norman it's got Reedus's? it's got a lot to tell. And what's funny is from the previous trailers and the way that the whole game was sort of like conveyed to us yeah. early on, I was almost thinking that like whatever weirdness was happening there was sort of just like the veil, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was going to be some sort of meta game that was happening on top of it, right? They about like about literally the... connecting players and yeah, stuff. Like, I thought there was aspect. honestly, gonna... yeah, I thought there was going to be more of a multiplayer focus. But based on what we saw, it's like like there's a fucking heavy narrative going on here. Yeah, it doesn't that yeah. does not strike me as a multiplayer? Not game, at really. all, right? Which I'll, which I'm also totally fine with. I mean, there were also like subtle subtleties to multiplayer in something like, uh, like let's take Metal Gear Solid Five for example, right? Like there was a more proper, just regular ass multiplayer mode in that. But uh, but part of actually, okay, so. In Metal Gear Solid Five, it's like obviously it's a main campaign storyline that you're playing through, but then the multiplayer was like about going to someone else's base, which is essentially like a team deathmatch sort of deal. But instead of just killing them, you're doing it to try to like steal nukes from them in an in an effort to like denuclearize the world. And there was like a running counter that happened in the background all the time of how many nukes were okay. in the game, and it cost like a ridiculous amount of resources to build one. But it didn't it didn't cost very much. It just cost like player skill to dismantle one so it's like you know there's basically this thing running Mm. and and this message happening in the back of the game that's like you know trying to denuclearize the whole world so we're all safer or whatever right and it's like so everybody was sort of like affecting this bigger thing and that was sort of the intention that i was assuming was happening with this and there might still be something like that but like clearly nothing was told to us so like uh, okay so it definitely feels like there's a moment like you so you saw in certain parts, uh, parts of it, where like the enemies were obviously they look like kind of like zombies, right? Sure. So like, what if and like uh, especially BTs. with those right? And you so you see that like little like flashing light like thing that's on your backpack that like blips when it gets closer to like the, the invisible un- yeah, people or the invisible people. What if? And I'm just throwing it out there. What if there are certain parts of the game or maybe many parts of the game where when players die at difficult parts, 
like that is now implanted into the game when you get into it. So now it gets even more difficult for other people entering into that to a cap, to a level, yeah, right? I mean, so now you're feeling like the difficulties that the entire world is getting through as they progress through the game. I mean, that could certainly be a thing. Uh, it, it definitely, like, I'm under the impression that there are different, like, levels to the world. You know what I mean? Like, there's not just one world that everybody inhabits. Like, so for example, uh, and I've never played this game, I'm just aware of how this mechanic works, but in, like, early World of Warcraft, it's like you would play World of Warcraft, but then when you died, you would essentially be a ghost, and you would yeah. have to run through the world again to find your body to, like, come back to life. Yeah, right. right. Um, I'm imagining that there's sort of, like, a parallel world on top of this one. It's like an upside-down. It's Yeah, yeah where, exactly. where things are happening, yeah. but, like, you're not super aware of it. So, like, I, th- that I feel like could be something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what I imagine that, like, warring kind of world is. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. talking about, they called it Hades or something. Yeah. Uh, so, there's I, really interesting things going on there. Like, like my intrigue is still peaked. Well, even I'm def- seeing more than we've ever I'm seen. I'm definitely intrigued. I've never been a huge uh, Metal but, Gear person. Yeah. Um, so this one, this is a little, it's just a little hard for me to get into it. Cause I, I just don't know enough about it. Yeah. It's like if Halo Infinite came out with like a, a weird trailer, it's like, you can sort of put the pieces in cause it's Halo, yeah, but yeah. there's just no foundation right now for me. Yeah. You know what I think so the interesting part about this game is, is that it is the, it is the game from a, from Kojima that has produced games that the entire world knows and everyone's looking at Kojima and this is the game after the Kojima and Konami breakup, right? Right. And that's what's interesting to me is because now there's drama behind it and it's not necessarily what the game is showing. Sure, the game looked cool and you're absolutely right. Like, I'm I'm with you in thinking like, I don't know what this is saying. It looks cool. I'll probably play it just because it seems like a grand game that I should probably know what it's about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it completes the drama, you know? Sure, sure. I just kind of got burned on like Mighty Number 9. Yeah, but I feel like this 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 is like a very different thing. I mean, oh, like, it's definitely different. But I got all hyped because of this legendary game maker. Yeah, uh, is now off on his own, making doing his own thing, and he was a bit of a, a fraud. I, well, it wasn't I really. We say the, that now, the, but the guy I know. behind he was. Mega Trust Man, me, right? I was there too. I, I, I know. I, I kickstarted that game. I you know. know what I mean. Was it uh, Inafune, the the father of Mega Man? Or was no, it, that it was, wasn't he. He yeah, was just part he, of the he team. Was right? the, uh, he was the artist. He drew Mega Man, but he oh, never okay. made the games. Um. Anyway, so yeah, like the thing with Kojima is he definitely like his games definitely communicate on multiple levels. Like it's it's not just a game, right? It's not just like you know you're like shooting bad guys you know what i mean it's right. it's not really like that like there's definitely some deeper sort of like internal reflection type of message to it that you know might not be very obvious to us at this stage but will probably reveal itself over the course of the game and realistically watching a couple of <laughs> explanation videos or wikis or something after the fact yeah but uh it's any any journey that i've been on through kojima's games has usually usually been very satisfying even even metal gear solid 5 which kind of ended on a weird note right because it was like half done but like what was trying to be conveyed there was was always pretty compelling stuff you know uh i i i like how weird it is and i'm 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 really interested to see what it's about yeah but i'm just sort of you know i don't know yeah yeah i'm waiting to see more yeah i feel you i feel you so okay so let's let's jump back into uh into e3 predictions Predictions. If if you will, okay. Um, Should we go through by studio or by like? Well, let's think about who's actually going to be there, right? So like, Microsoft is obviously like the main, like the big ticket 
person who's going to be there, developer, yeah. publisher, whatever the fuck, right? Uh, company, let's say. And for me, it's like I'm I'm expecting to hear something about their new next console. I'm expecting to hear something about Halo. Uh, there's probably going to be a couple of surprises there with some of these new studios like Ninja Theory and Obsidian and, yeah. you know, all this other stuff. Uh, maybe we'll hear more about their relationship with Nintendo. I don't know, but, like, that would be really cool. I bet we will. Like, they have so many... Well, they have a lot of relationships going on, even with Sony, too. Like, they partnered with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, now on this, like, cloud gaming thing. Right. They, uh, it's funny. Oh, God, what was, what's the name of it? I read the article about that discussion, and they called it sort of like the, like the, it starts with an M. It's escaping me. Like they signed some like contract of understanding, not like we're working together, but we understand. Like a memorandum of understanding. That's exactly what it is. The an memorandum M- of understanding. I used to write those what up my that? old job in MOU. It's so funny. It's, what are it's they? basically like two like, companies acknowledging something. It's, yeah. it's not them working together, but they're both saying like, and in this case, it's about cloud gaming. So real, like the the it's a hand, su- it's a handshake. The oh, subtext here is okay. saying we are seeing that Google is the common enemy here. We're not saying we're doing anything together, but we're both right. saying that we're not this sharing resources, but we're both going against like our marketing and stuff. will be going against that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. It's, a, it's like you're shaking someone's hand and then you wink at them. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of interesting things to see there. I mean, what do you guys want to see from them? Do you want to see more about Halo or like, are you know, do you want to know about their console? Like, I, I think I they know. need a refresh. I 100% need halo information yeah yeah and it needs it's been to, a while now it needs to come out this year it, you think it's gonna come out this year uh, maybe not because it, it'd be a good launch title when it's gonna launch next year it probably I, is. I imagine that it will launch with whatever their next console is gonna be that's just a long time though i don't know man dude the, like i it's hard to say they just man. came out with their game of thrones edition xbox one it's hard to say to me like to me i that was a I, terrible idea why did I'm, they do that I'm going to say that I don't think it would be crazy to think that they'll have a console that comes out this year. A new one. Like a new, new Xbox. I think that's crazy. I think that might be crazy, but I think it also might Christmas? not be crazy. Put that down. Sorry. <laughs> like, you think Christmas? Like, I mean, I, six months out, but like from a, I don't know. That's weird. It, it could potentially happen. I don't know. Like, they they basically have nothing to lose at this point. And they've got all the money in the world. You know what I mean? Well, they, what they have to lose is like the entirety of like Xbox gaming. No, not at all. I don't. I don't think Xbox is in danger of anything right now. Well, they, I'm just saying, like they could lose more if they wanted to. They could not just... not in this generation, not in this oh, current fight. They're okay. never. They're it. It would be impossible for them to gain. Oh, you mean any in the sort... Xbox One? Yeah, yeah okay. I don't think there's any way that they're going to gain significant ground and bring that console back into relevance. I don't think it's possible. Don't they usually hype up a new console a little bit more before? I feel like they did. I feel like we got Xbox One X stuff way before E3, which then... Well, One X is a little different, but like... Well, I mean, they were talking... They they mentioned stats a year prior to announcing it. They were saying, just so everybody knows, we're working on this next thing that we're calling Scorpio and blah, blah, blah. Like, that that was a thing that was happening. But But again, it's like now, I feel like, you know, if they sunset... Xbox One completely. I don't think it would break anybody's heart. I think they'd be like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And it might be a little early because I honestly don't think PS5 is going to come out for another year or two, probably. I think they're both coming out. I think they're both going to be announced next E3. Ne- next, you think they'd come out next year? Yeah. You would mm. probably think that they that. have they have reads on each other enough to be like, okay, well, I need, like, if 
like if PlayStation is leading the charge right now and they're already coming out with like PS5 specs kind of sort of, right? Yeah. And information, then I'm sure they're thinking, okay, when is that coming out? Okay, we have this much time to like beat what they're doing right now. Yeah. I'm but, sure they're talking but how more. much but how much market share would you gain by being a year ahead of your competition? I mean, that's literally what Xbox 360 did. Mm. Xbox 360 owned the market before PS3 came out and PS3 was a joke when it came out cuz it was so expensive. Mm. So it's like you know, and, and that that was a fight that Xbox won early, and they consistently won that entire generation. Like, like there again, there was almost no competition between PS3 and. and but 360. I thought Xbox One came out before PS4. Uh, I thought they came out at a similar date. No, I think PS4 came out first. I believe. Oh man, I yeah. know. I don't remember. So many, so many consoles. But yeah, um, I, I remember getting an Xbox One before PS4. Thanks, That's Alex. true. Yeah, <laughs> I got the Xbox One because of Destiny. This seems a little early to me for them to come out this year. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like, there's definitely still major games that, well, not for Xbox actually. Because I'm thinking like the big games that are coming out. It's like Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima and all this stuff. And they're well, saying, they could. This could be their big like games that are coming out year. Yeah, and then all those games come out on Xbox Two. I mean, you did you did mention before that they did scoop up a ton of like you know rockstar not rockstar but rockstar studios yeah and those studios probably have been working since we've heard about them two years ago right yeah but i'm wondering if they would be developing like would they try to make up for their losses on xbox one and be like hey all of these great titles that are going to come out they're going to come out on this you know Mm. this hard like not defunct but this old less than perfectly relevant console i can see cases for both I think those announcements. I mean, when they announced they got all those companies, that was last E three. Yeah. I don't, so oh, that was only last E three. Yeah. I thought that was a while ago. So, I mean, they they've been working on. It. It's not like they started working on those games at E three. They had been working on them for a little while. But I don't even know if that's in two years. Is that enough time to really turn around a big game? Anyway? I mean, potentially. Like, I I honestly don't know. I mean, something like Halo Infinite, you've got to suspect has been in development for way longer than mm, a sure. year. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. If they um, had if they had a console ready for the end of this year. I would definitely say that that then they wouldn't skip a beat, like then abandon the Xbox One and just go for the next the next big thing. Yeah, but like they need more I games. Fe- I feel like it. Yeah, right. Well, exactly, that's what it is. Like, like what, what games are even going to come out this year? Premature. I, can, I can't name one single Xbox exclusive title that's not out yet. Yeah, or any games that I would want to play on the Xbox. Fuck. Too. Yeah. Right. Like not a single Gears. Right. Isn't there Gears? Oh yeah, maybe uh, Funko <laughs> Funko Pop Gears. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Oh my god. But uh, I mean, true that that's the thing. But I, I I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like this is why I'm thinking that they have the most to gain here. You know what I mean? Because whatever their announcements are, it's gonna have to be big because it's basically setting the pace for their whole brand for the next like year. So yeah, yeah, 100%. that'll that'll be interesting. Square is another interesting one. Obviously, you know we're gonna hear more about Final Fantasy VII, which I'm so geeked over. Yeah, like, they're gonna show funny. you Tifa, and that's about it. They're saying playable demo. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get see. To fight and then we this. just, and then we just recently heard about uh, Avengers, which I don't think anybody expects anything right now. Like I yeah. don't really even. Know My expectations for that are zero. Like, oh, I have no idea. So someone said this online, and I just thought it was such a cool idea. And I'm sure people thought of this before, but like what what Marvel did in movies and connected all of their movies. Like think about if they did that for games. Like they had all these different awesome games about different superheroes, and then would bring them together at certain points for other bigger games. But there's never been like. Like with, but what though? Like, what do you I mean? mean? Like, I'm trying to think. Like, there are, there have been no other games that have been out like that. You know what I mean? Spider Man, yeah. 
It's Insomniac. It's not... Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying they start that now. Mm. Like, they start that trend, make Iron Man and um, That'd be cool if Captain they could pull America that off. And... I wonder what the Avenger yeah. games would be like. I mean, you'd be playing certain levels with certain, like, characters. Maybe you could switch between them. Uh, I don't like know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just... That'd be crazy. If just saying, like, like, if they put the investment in there. Dude, if they made, like, a triple A version of, like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, where, like, all of, like, the three of us could be, like, going around the yeah. world, like, fighting crime. It's like, Chow's Iron Man, you're Spider-Man, and I'm someone lame. I don't know. Man. Yeah, I mean, think of it like Borderlands, you know? Like, you're going around mm-hmm. the world, you're collecting different things, and obviously it would need to be different than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I- just... I don't know, having that power, if it's third person, you're going around a city or something. How cool would it be if you played all those separate games, and then when you have those games where they all meet together, say, like, an Avengers or whatever, you can import your save files, and then suddenly you have, like, your characters there you go. at but, that level But then we're with starting at the end, because, like, Avengers is the or, first game. Oh, right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, definitely a strange IP. Like, I like Square, the idea I just came out with. I hope they do that. Square's never <laughs> had control over... Uh, over a comic book uh, franchise um, yeah a marvel franchise yeah i'm not happy at square i'm really sour on square i mean if they're yeah. so that i mean they were coming out with that one pro- a project called last idea or whatever it was, like, last <laughs> dream i think it was called yeah <laughs> and so I like, like it was last yeah I, no, it might have been that or last dream i don't know one of those two yeah. and like if that was the case then i was on the i was on the suspecting end of that being their and all be all like that's it right but if they're coming out with if they're working on final fantasy 7 remake and they're saying that they're coming out with this game too maybe they're not completely sunk maybe i feel like if they just talk about those two you know what i mean like i i think part of square's problem is that they divide their attention too often and they let their projects go on way too long you know what yeah. i mean final you know see final fantasy 15 this, i mean yeah. so we you know we sort of hate on kingdom hearts and final fantasy 15 and other shit that they've come out with but those games have sold well, didn't they? It's not like they're in trouble. Right? Yeah, but that's yeah. just because they have the franchise name, right? I feel like I, most I, of it is. But just I'm just saying, as a company, yeah, I think I'm not, both. both I think of they'll those be games okay. Survived because of their pedigree, really. But I think the the common understanding is that they were not great games, you right. know, sure. I mean? which is why I'm trying to temper my expectations for Final Fantasy VII because, like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, I remember talking to so way back when we were doing like uh work with activision for call of duty like advertising and stuff yeah and i remember them saying like distinctly like each game is made distinctly so that we can sell the next game yeah like and so when you think about like squares like track record last stream makes sense because the past few games anybody who's not reading game journalism anyone who's just buying games over after a while they're like oh the last experience wasn't that good and i'm not really interested in getting this next thing you know yeah so who knows last stream idea last idea why, it, why are you <laughs> up on that that one thing we don't even I just, know what it is yet. i know but i think it's hilarious that's why when i when i think about it i mean like the idea behind final fantasy was quite literally the same th- thing of like they were but on they're their not breaking in trouble point. right now i thought they were i that's no. why i'm saying like i thought they were but apparently they're not yeah no i think they're they're okay they're their quality has certainly dropped yeah. you know what about um, like bethesda i don't know like bethesda is in a weird spot because they they just had like a mediocre hit with uh rage 2 recently mm. i mean we're obviously going to hear about doom eternal which i think everybody is stoked for i'm certainly stoked they, about that they keep going through like they have these huge winners and then these huge flops yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's the other thing like the two main things that people want to hear about are starfield whatever that is yeah and uh elder scroll 6 which elder scroll 6 it doesn't make any sense why they announced that because that's like I feel like that's years and years and years away. That's definitely a next generation. Do you console. think they did that because they were like, 
you know, for all of our fans who know us after these games, just know we're still alive. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed that's what it was. Yeah. It's like, hey, we blundered a lot, but just, like, hold on to hope. Because, right, exactly. Because next Skyrim is coming out. Yeah, <laughs> eventually. Did they eventually. do back-to-back Fallout 76 and Rage 2? Was uh, there a game in between? I think those those were that was their series of games. But yeah. I mean granted those so are far? two different studios. Like that's that's uh you know, Bethesda Soft and then Id. Or not Id, uh Avalanche. Avalanche. Yeah. Mm. They don't Yeah. Well, still. Yeah. So I mean they're they're in a weird spot. I imagine we'll hear we'll hear more about Starfield. I feel like we'll see a trailer for that. I know nothing about Starfield. What was no what one is that? does? Okay, it's apparently like a big RPG, like Skyrim esque RPG, but but in space is sounds. I'd the sign up for that. I like that. I, I, I want code. more space games. Yeah, yeah. honestly, I on, I do like space games. What about EA? Who's going to be there? I don't really give a shit, frankly. Like, there's do we really... just spit on EA now because they're EA? Well, it's like, what franchise do they really have that is of interest to me? You know what's probably going to be big for them? Apex. Uh, well, I was just going to say the the other the actual respawn big. game, uh, Star Wars: Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah. Right, that, right. That's probably going to be very big. Like, there's probably going to be a serious trailer for that. Like, it's probably going to look good. <laughs> It's hard to shit on EA, too, sometimes, because they have, like, 40 games. Yeah. And maybe 38 of them will suck, but there's going to be two <laughs> good ones in there that we're all going to play and Dude, love. I think the reason why I instantly go to poo-poo them is because, like, in any in any E3 scenario, EA's conference is always the most boring. This is true. This is, we've got a lot of feedback from our last games. Some good stuff, a lot of bad stuff. Here's Pele. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's their conference just sucks, man. Like, it's just like I don't know. They, they haven't feel, got it. I know? feel like they they just don't know how to communicate to their audience. They need yeah. they need like a good spokesperson. They need a Reggie is what they need. Honestly, Reggie. I think Microsoft needs a Jazz. They're still doing the uh, the standard traditional. We Phil, are so excited Phil to Spencer tell you. Walks out, he yeah. got, He's got a weird shirt on, Forza. and everyone's like, Ooh, what's, what's that shirt? Oh, he's yeah. got a Conker's Bad Fur Day shirt right. on. What does that mean? <laughs> Let's bring down the car from the ceiling. Yeah, right, exactly. Forza. Yeah. Porsche. 911. 11 <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, Here at Xbox, yeah. we are determined yeah. to bring you the best gaming yeah. experience. Like, it always and has that they, tone. They do have yeah. some hypeable moments, though. You know what I mean? They like, do. They, it's just that's so sort American. Of, <laughs> that's sort, it's sort of an old-school conference to me. Yeah. I liked the direction PlayStation was going. Sure. Like, fucking trailers boom 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 yeah. the last one went a little too far yeah but the last one was pretty bad like flutes and shit but yeah. too much i and mean go, yeah <laughs> ghost, of, ghost of tsushima yeah so no, so that that brings us to sony what do you think sony's gonna be doing like ghost of tsushima class of us too. they're gonna have a yeah a playstation direct the state so, of play some people are thinking or i saw a, a post on reddit earlier today that was saying that last of us is getting pushed back to next year uh 2020 we haven't really heard a lot about it i honestly don't care like as much you know what's weird about the last of us i think back and i'm like man that was like that certainly was a game that was you a know? good story but it was a good story but it's like i have zero desire to replay that game That's like a- there's nothing about that game that that in my mind says like legendary you know what i mean it was it's known like, as a masterpiece though do you know how many games i've replayed in my life how many it's like zero I you know this about me. Yeah, I don't replay yeah. games. I replayed The Last of Us. Yeah. yeah. The Last of Us was the the thing that stuck out to me was the the thing that stuck out to me that was different from all other games was character development. Like in that one that that spoke truer than I think any other game that was like that 
at the time right so that was like all about joel and ellie and like that was huge and then like god of war definitely picked up well, they, on a lot of that like character development sequences i agree and the I, the gameplay was great yeah that's yeah. like the crafting that you could do and just yeah. how brutal it was and how real that world felt the, the world felt really devastating a lot I, of the time i guess so yeah and his beard beautiful i think i've just got such a propensity for japanese games now it's like it's weird like yeah I mean, like, so if Final Fantasy VII was the one that told me that stories could be depthy in video games, then, like, Last of Us was the game that told me that characters can develop and, like, a true story with great graphics could be told in, like, a sequence in a very, like, straight linear path, but it felt great, you know? So yeah. I'm not, like, super hyped for it. Yeah, I'm not super mm-hmm. like, hyped either. Like, it's not something... Right, I'm not, like, waiting for the next trailer. Yeah. I, I'm really interested in because I love the first one so much, but it's not that hype worthy for me yeah i guess that that's kind of my feeling about it too and i'm trying to like i I, i'm trying to understand why somebody would be like super hyped about it but i just i I don't know it's like you know what i've been hyped for like like what i've started realizing what i get hyped about and it's about games that i've loved way back when and then like seeing new things about like for instance whenever a new smash comes out i'm like i have such an affinity for the smash franchise like monster hunter i remember having great times with that and like the monster hunter world dropped and i was like holy shit a world like that i've never seen before but it's gonna be fantastic like final fantasy 7 remake but nothing has hit on that level like i I watched god of war or red dead redemption like i've seen these trailers before in e3 i'm not really hyped until the game comes out i'm start playing i was like oh wow this is actually fun well yeah i mean most most franchises tend to uh get people like I would say more excited than new IP. Like certain new IP is like hypeable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would say probably the one game that I'm actually like legitimately excited for that's like new new is that game uh, Outer uh, Outer, Outer Worlds. Worlds. Like that looks cool. More actually, it looks cool because it looks like good Fallout. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah so I'm really excited about really that. I mean, I'm excited about Borderlands. Yeah. I'm uh, interested. That, that offers word. different things though. Like we yeah. can play together. Right. Like yeah. I'm more about that. Like an RPG. Like I saw um, Anthem. I wasn't really hyped. Division. When I first saw that, I was like, "That looks like it could be really fun." And then well, none of us played it. Well, I like <laughs> things that sort of. I, I, well, I definitely didn't play it. I like things that push the boundaries a little bit. Like I'm yeah. excited for the new. Um, what's, oh, I am blanking on the control. Yeah. Oh, Dude, oh yeah. There's like a big expose on, of uh, control in the latest uh, issue of Edge. Oh, like man. it just looks. Like I like having that power. Like yeah. Dude, honestly, that's more of, like, Remedy. Like, just because it's a Remedy game, I don't care what yeah. it's called or what it's about. I'm just like, that developer, in my mind, is, like, is always going to deliver, like, a good experience. You so, know what I mean? And I'm almost going to say the opposite, too. Like, I get more hyped for new IPs a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Outside of special cases like Halo um, and Final Fantasy. Like, th- there's there's staple games. But yeah. the new IP is, like, okay, we're not just going back to the well here. Yeah, it's like advancing yeah. the genre, or right. like the, the industry. This you know? studio is taking a chance on this new idea, so it's like, you think that new idea has to be worth it. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's also kind of what got me so excited about God of War. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can, I can agree that with that. It's not a new IP, but you could tell right from the first Fully show, fresh, like, yeah. this yeah. is totally different, and yeah. they have to be going in a cool direction. But here. say, like, if I didn't have, like, let's say, the Dark Souls, uh, the Dark Souls games prior to uh, Sekiro... If I saw Sekiro, I probably wouldn't really be interested in that as much as I was, you know, when I first started seeing it. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima it'd be, looks cool. I think it'd be different. It'd yeah, be a it, different kind it, of enjoyment. Yeah, that's true, but not to the level of hypeness where I'm like screaming at Windows. And oh shit. well, sure, yeah. yeah you know right, I mean? you well, you find right, you find that that game or that studio that you really love. And yeah, 
you just keep going back there. Kojima. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. That's that's a great point. Yeah. Um. So so the last one that I feel like we should talk about because nobody really cares about Ubisoft is uh, <laughs> is uh, Nintendo. Yeah. So uh, obviously we're gonna get a Nintendo direct around then. We might even get like more than one. I think we'd have like a Smash specific one probably before E3. That I yeah. think that's what people were saying, and then at E3. We would get like their their proper thing, and I feel like there's some good stuff that they're going to talk about. I mean, I mean, uh, you, I hope so. Like, shares are down. My my heart tells me that I want to hear about Metroid Prime. Probably not going to happen. It's probably that was be... two. That was two years ago now. Well, yeah, but they said that they had to scrap everything and start over again. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they could do that in under a year. Doubt it. Um, do you think so... they'd bring Star Fox back? No. no. I think it's, it's not dead. For, is not, that dead? Not for a while. Yeah, they, they need to let that really be forgotten. Like, like Star Fox Zero was a bad fuck up, and they need to like really let that wound heal. You know. And I think, um, I think they realized that too when they went back with uh, Metroid. And I think yeah. they took that lesson. Like, we can't do this to another one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like the ones that we're gonna see are gonna be Animal Crossing for sure. Of course, uh, for sure we're gonna see Animal it's Crossing. Probably gonna be like the release that day. I feel like we're gonna see more Bayonetta three. That's yeah. probably gonna happen. Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Oh yeah. Sword and Pokemon. We'll see. Totally forgot about. Uh, Damn, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I think uh, as much as people probably won't care, I think like Luigi's Mansion three we'll probably see a lot of. Um, and then what else was sort of like was a oh, fire emblem for them? Fire oh yeah, emblem, yeah, yeah. Fire emblem houses. looks that really cool. That actually comes out pretty soon. Doesn't that come out in July? Really? I think that comes out in July. Mm. I'm gonna play that a lot. I'm gonna play <laughs> the shit out of that. <laughs> well, the three of us, man. The three of us. We have to be the different houses. Three yeah. houses. Okay. Dibs on blue. Dibs I think on I, best I, one. I think I was red. Yeah. I think you got stuck with yellow. Congratulations. Oh, what do you mean? When did we decide this? Uh, when we watched the trailer, man. Where were you? Oh man, yellow. They're definitely gonna be like the smart intellectual people. Boring. I think that's the blue one, actually. Oh really? No, we have to look this up after. I can't the cast. remember. I think I think the leader of the red one was some hot chick, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the one I want." They're always like the emotional, like energetic people. Yeah, red like fire. We'll we'll watch the Makes trailer sense. again. Makes and they sense. don't wear shoes. Makes sense. <laughs> they don't wear shoes. <laughs> I hope they all wear shoes. I hated that. Yeah. I hate. Why was that a thing? Okay. Yeah. So fire emblem. Yeah. So I think I think we'll see some stuff around there. Do you think we'll see something about a hardware revision from them? I hope so. Weirdly enough, like, like the Switch has so. been over for two year, out for two years now, and they had like at least five different hardware revisions on the 3DS by this point. So yeah, I feel like they could take out most of the crazy novelty technology out of the Joy Cons well, to drive I, down I, the price. They, I, I think they should take out the Joy Cons. <laughs> like, Just, I'll be honest wow, with you. Wow, the, the, the more I've I've played on that console, like. And here's the thing. Like, I, I mess with a lot of consoles. I still play my Vita from time to time. Like, I'm playing PSP stuff right now. Like, I, I've engaged with many portable devices. And I'm just going to lay it out there. The Joy-Cons suck ass. They are <laughs> terrible to play on. Yeah. Those, the analog sticks are terrible. The buttons are terrible. Sometimes why the connectivity is, a, is bad. Why is there not a D-pad? Like, there's a there's so much wrong with I will those say, devices. It pisses me off. We've used those shits. Yeah. We've definitely used it. Like, like, yeah. like it's they it's, are convenient. It's and nifty. It's nifty. It's if, not. It's not suited for a like good gaming experience. It's I'd suited say. for That's a true. party experience. However. Yeah. If you were to take that out, it would render a lot of like a lot of games partial like software in those games to be completely irrelevant. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be able to play like for instance one two switch. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I would even be fine if they had like Switch uh, Joy-Con Pros come out and they're just better Joy-Cons. Like that'd be nice. I'd be down for that like with proper analog sticks and like or maybe good interge- buttons, interchangeable and maybe a- 
interchangeable parts. I don't know about all that. I don't like imagine changing out the buttons. I mean, I kind of like the the tactile feel of the buttons instead of a D pad. If I was to be honest with you, I just hate the layout, man. I don't know. There's there's so much like there's so much that I like about what the Switch does, and there's so much that I just totally fucking hate about it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just the other day, I was lying down on my side with the Switch uh, in screen mode and my two controllers underneath my blanket, and I was just playing it like that. That was a thing flying down but like i don't know i mean like uh, i feel like if they were to do that you would get rid like you would still have the portability but like half of the gimmick that i know nintendo probably is like double down now would probably be gone yeah yeah if anything they'll have like an attachment to the side of it that's like a mini joy con that like just leeches the power off of it (laughs) and it gives you like another tiny joystick for no reason yeah funny i mean can you if you did have a switch let's think about this for a second if you did have a switch where the joy cons weren't removable right i guess you would just need to buy Joy-Cons on the side of that so that you can play the game. So I guess it wouldn't necessarily be completely Yeah, you could still obsolete. link Joy-Cons to it. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Kind of like I see it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird device. I'd be curious to see what their solution is. Do you think they would go higher version? Be like, this is a better one? Maybe better battery life than the new that, versions of that it? that Wall Street Journal article, they were saying that there's going to be a more advanced version and then a more budget-conscious version. So the advanced version would be better battery life, maybe. Maybe a 1080p screen. Mm. Maybe. You know what? Sometimes I just don't like having options. This is like the Apple approach. The old Apple approach. Yeah. Like, Give me just, the one thing. You the put, iPad, your, you put your fucking product out, and yeah. then everyone else, and then you just tell people to want it, and they do. Well, yeah. that's why you always just get the good one. You know what I mean? But you don't. But when you give them all of these different devices, it actually waters down the brand. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, then you have like the Pixel Three A, right, or whatever. No. And, and and I know a lot of people that are like, "Yo, I will definitely buy that because I just want the camera and I just want the the phone, and the phone is great." So. But Apple was going for that premium brand status. Yeah. yeah. And they totally lost that after Steve Jobs passed. Yeah. Oh yeah, where well, they, they started, started getting like the iPhone like they just 4S's started S's or whatever. Well, S C. Yeah, yeah, right. What, and all of their products. I mean, their laptops, their mm. whatever else they make, they all have different variations of them. Yeah. It's not yeah. just one product. And it's not easy when you go on their website. Like, I want a laptop. You go to the laptop page. You buy a laptop. Yeah. yeah. Like you need to go. You need to now pick you from build your it nine different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's certainly a process. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd be interested to see the direction that Nintendo goes. Well, of course, goes Smash too. Just quickly. Yeah. Um, and I kind of had this revelation earlier, but uh, there was a leak about The Witcher on uh, yeah. Switch, and I think Geralt would be a great character. Yeah, I know. He so, would be a good character, but I'm not so sure. That I would want that. <laughs> uh, it's well, a little the, boring. Well, this is like what I was uh, saying kind before, where uh, you know, it's like Res- Steve from fucking Minecraft. Uh, well, it's like Res- this is what I was saying right before the podcast. Like Resident Evil Four just came out on Switch. Resident Evil Four was originally a Nintendo exclusive title. Yep. So like having someone like Leon Kennedy in it would be really interesting. That would be cool. Uh, but also weird because he's just like a human dude who shoots guns, which is like well, kind of yeah. bizarre. And he got Snake though, and he's kind of like that already. At this point, Master Chief's at the top of my list, and I, I think would hope he's kind I, of likely. I, really, I, I think he's like in. He's increased above fifty percent possible in yeah. my book. However, much more likely than he has been in the past because of the relationship between the recent relationship between Nintendo yeah. and uh, Microsoft. I would really just like to see Nintendo's rendition of Master Chief. Honestly, yeah. Like, like, the, how they make of, him move. Right. I bet you a big thing, and this would be a like a a, a big announcement, is if like Banjo Kazooie, like the the remember how it came out again on 360? It was like an HD yeah. remaster of it. Not remaster, but like an HD port of yeah. it. Uh, 
it would be really interesting to see Nintendo take that port, publish it on Switch, and put Banjo-Kazooie in Smash. That like, would be crazy. That would be a back-to-back thing that I don't think is totally out of the realm of possibility. So, unpopular opinion. Like, as much as that, I love the nostalgia of Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. like, would he actually be a fun character? I feel like we'd just get Duck Hunt Dog again. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Some <laughs> don't people know. would love it. It'd be cool to see his face in there. You I, know? Wouldn't, I wouldn't love it. I'd rather... There's a lot I, of characters I would hate to see. You don't have a lot of love for platformers in general, I think. I don't know. I like Mario. I mean, I don't like Mario <laughs> you play, as much. I mean, Beautiful Joe. I never played that. Oh, damn. I never played it. Yeah, Mario's Glover. Yeah. Like, Glover. Gex. Gex. Come on. <laughs> Blinks the time sweeper. Yeah, I mean, come I on, think dude. I remember being in Blockbuster looking at Glover and being like, who would get this game? This looks game. so dumb. It's a bad game. I rented it. It's bad. Like, why are you playing as, like, what was it? Like, there's, a like. Glove. Well, not even. Like, the glove from the commercials that make pies or some shit. You don't know what I'm talking the about. Hamburger Stouffer, helper guy? That's the guy. They do look Hamburg- similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, why are they making games about oh, hamburger helpers? They look dude. similar in my head. Do they actually it's look magically similar? delicious. <laughs> they're both gloves. Is that that's maybe they're enough the left for me? They're the master hands. Oh wow. Whoa! <laughs> one of them's just shoving meat yeah. in your face and the other one's patting balls. Whoa. Oh that's out of here. Wait, what'd you say? Literally, <laughs> literally, that's what happens to Glover. You're wow. like, you're riding on a ball, you know. Wow, you had balls. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that one go. We'll I'm have to play to... that back later. I think that's a good note that we can wrap <laughs> up Shoveling on. Shoveling yeah. your face and patting balls. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't actually think about it. Wow, the thing you, you said that I did say it's that. recorded. Wow. <laughs> wow! Oh my god! I, just, I almost want to bleep the whole thing. <laughs> that was amazing! Christ. Wow! You went the whole like I thought it, you like, were joking. Didn't plan that? No, better. I I was saying it. Never mind. I, it's gone on too long. All right, guys. So now that I've mortified myself, that was amazing. You <laughs> know this podcast. Uh, yeah. So a lot to look forward to. That's like two weeks away, which is kind of incredible. Yeah, it's cool. I'm actually really genuinely excited. Thankfully, we have like almost nothing going on during that time. Like usually, Justin and I are traveling like crazy. So like that's pretty awesome. That's just gonna be time to sit. What, what's the date of it? And yeah. Enjoy uh, June twelfth. June twelfth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> We're gonna All make right. like I'm gonna make that like my ringtone. Jesus. Oh God. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Justin, Alex. Thanks so much for joining us on this week of the TZR Podcast, episode 162. Uh, we'll probably see Liz next week and yeah. uh, have a whole myriad of new topics to discuss, none of which will be rehashed from this week. <laughs> God. Unless uh, it is. Oh, God. This podcast I mean, E3 uh, is still two weeks out, so like next week, Liz is going to want to talk about predictions, probably. We'll, we'll know more next week, too, so yeah. we'll have some more. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, guys. Thank you very much, and have a good one.